This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The Stinkin' Truth Podcast is presented by Core Water. He spent 12 years in the NFL. You can't trust a guy that gyrates his hips after he scores. Has three Super Bowl rings. Made multiple Pro Bowl appearances. Over 16 years of broadcasting between ESPN and Fox Sports. And that's why I'm the greatest football player and best sports analyst ever. He's a soap opera star. That's pretty, uh... I can't remember what I was supposed to say. <laughs> As a reoccurring role on HBO Ballers. Mark Slareth, handsome son bitch, get out here. And makes one hell of a bowl of green chili. It's Mark Slareth, and this is the Stinkin' Truth Podcast. Hey, welcome to the Stinkin' Truth Podcast. Your host, Mark Slareth, along with my co-host, Mike Evans, our producer, Scott Huff, the one and only. Um, love to thank our presenting sponsors over at Core Water. Hydrate with Core Dot com to find out more information. Cool water, perfectly balanced. To tell you what, absolutely love it. Crisp, clean, award-winning taste. Big blue cap found anywhere water is sold. Check them out at 7-Eleven and every other place um, in the world because Cool Water is awesome. Hydratewithcore.com for more information. Mike, how are you, buddy? Well, I got to be honest. I got a little bit of vacationitis right now. Really? Yeah, the family's heading out. We got a, a little uh, spring break trip, taking a, taking a cruise. Really? Next week. I've never been on a cruise. Nor have I. So I'm very excited. I hope I don't spend the majority of it, you know, over the side retching. Right. Have you, I mean, have you done anything special to get yourself prepared to go cruising? Like, have you looked at like a website, say, hey, these are the essentials to having a great cruise vacation? Is there anything like you're you're doing that's special? No, not, well, I'll, I'll tell you the one thing that is most important, okay, uh-huh. is that, look, I am... I am I'm very white and I'm very hairy, and there's nothing I can do about the whiteness. I'm not going to be one of those types like like my wife and daughter are getting spray on tans. I'm not going to do that. Okay, right, right. I'm going to get out there under the harsh sun. I'm going to get burned. Okay, uh-huh. um, that's how I'm going to get my, my good color. plan, Mike. That's a good it's plan. A really good plan. It's worked well. Okay, yeah. I've got about mm-hmm. I've got about six divots in my body that uh, speak to the fact that that's a good plan. Um, secondly, I'm getting my back waxed later today. What? Yep. Gross. Yep. No. Nope. You are not yep. getting your look. Like I, I, nothing more embarrassing. And there are guys all around listening to this who have hairy backs, and I'm sorry. I, I don't, I can't tolerate uh, a hairy back. You know, when I'm at the beach or around the pool, so I'm not going to have a hairy back. And I usually, normally, what I do is I normally just do like a little nair, a nair job. Uh-huh. Uh, but this time I'm going with the full. I haven't done waxing since I was like in my 20s, so I'm going back. Uh, you have, I'm going to do that. You waxed in your 20s. Yeah. I had a hairy back. And back in the 20s is when I really cared. So, yeah. I would. Uh, I went to this place. I would go to this place where mostly it was women that obviously would get their their stuff done, and and but they did Kate. They did have a, a small male clientele. So I would show up, and it would be great. I get into this very lavish, clearly designed for females. Mm-hmm. They'd have bottles of wine in uh-huh. the corner. Mm-hmm. So I'd show up for my appointment about 
20 minutes early. I, I was in my early 20s, so I get a nice little buzz going on wine. And uh, then I go in there and rip, rip, rip. At any point while you were at the back, sw- uh, the back waxing clinic, did you ever see Robert Kraft there? <laughs> I think it's a fair question, Mike. Well, uh, listen, question. listen, listen, listen. Um, uh, th- that that file was closed years ago. <laughs> Details have uh, been closed up a long, you, long time ago. Do you wax? Do you wax your chest as well? No, 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 no. I'm proud of a. I'm proud of my hairy chest. I it's, just don't like the back. The back, it's just, it's just unsightly. It's unseemly. You know, I just. Do you go, tell the truth now, do you go full Brazilian? <laughs> well, let's just say, as they're doing the back, I'm like, you know, if you want to include the cheeks, go ahead. <laughs> I cannot believe that, okay, I, well, one, I guess I don't have a hairy back. Yeah, so. yeah, uh, listen, only guys that have a hairy back can appreciate this. If you've been one of the lucky ones and blessed with not having a hairy back, then you just don't understand. But those of us who have had hairy backs... Trust me, it's it's something that uh, it's an issue we deal with. Right. I saw a guy at the airport. As a matter of fact, I went to spring training a week ago or so, hanging out in in Florida with my son and and you know and, and the family, my granddaughters, and it was a, a great time. But we're at baggage claim, you know, because anytime like when I travel, it's just me traveling. I don't ever check anything, right? But then when you you, know, you travel with your wife and you travel with your daughter-in-law and you travel with kids, you know, you got things you got to check, car seats and things of that nature, you know? So uh, we're standing at uh, baggage claim, and there's a dude that got off a plane that was at the same baggage claim in a tank top who had just, I mean, it was like shockingly hairy. Right. And I'm thinking to myself, Dude, why would you ever put a tank top on if you're that hairy? Exactly. Like that's just like it was, like it was Teen Wolf esque. Yeah, hair. It was gross. It's like Ron Jeremy. Who? You know who that is, <laughs> huh? Don't pretend you don't know. Moving on. Um, <laughs> I'm only talking about his back. That's all I'm talking about. Right. Right. I'm sure. <laughs> um. Anyhow. Yeah, speaking of Brazilian. <laughs> so. So, how about anyhow, those Chiefs? Yeah. Motoring on. Motoring right along. Boy, I tell you what, has there been a team, you know, we always talk about ranking free agents and things of that nature, and how did this team do in free agency? And the truth of the matter is you're usually completely overspending in free agency anyhow, right? But has anybody been more hurt in free agency than the Chiefs, Mike? Well, you you had a defense that already wasn't that good of a defense, and well, I think they were the worst defense in football. And they've arguably lost uh, what two, two and a half of their their best players in D four, Justin Houston, Eric Berry. Yeah, now Eric Berry really didn't play last year, but I think he's played in like three games in the last two years. But yet, <clears throat> D four, an outstanding pass rusher, as you well know, um, Justin Houston, a great pass rusher as well. I mean, your defense was horrid. You still have Chris Jones, but you lost two edge rushers um, that were exceptional edge rushers. Like, I look at them. Here's the other thing about the Kansas City Chiefs that that I think intrigued me. Now, obviously, Patrick Mahomes was great MVP season, 50 touchdown passes, all that. You know, we could, you know, talk about him, um, you know, forever, you know, with all the superlatives and everything else. But uh, the bottom line is, is... I look at their offense, Mike, and I really believe 
the actuator of their offense is Tyreek Hill. The guy who, when you get off the bus, you get off the bus at Kansas City as a defense, you're thinking to yourself, okay, how are we going to deal with, how are we going to contend, how are we going to eliminate or limit Tyreek Hill? Because it's funny, as I was doing games last year, I ended up, I'm in Baltimore, and their defensive coordinator, Don Martindale, Wink, we call him Wink Martindale is his nickname. Wink is a good friend. And, you know, Wink has been in the league for a long time, and, and um, he really did a great job last year with the Baltimore Ravens as a coordinator. And so we started talking about their game because I had, you know, prepped a couple of games previous, and, and one of those games was Kansas City, and, you know, they converted a fourth down to nine and went on to win the game. And and it was a deep pass where Tyreek Hill came out of nowhere to catch it. But I'm talking to Wink Martindale about Tyreek Hill, and he said, you know, it's interesting because you watch film – and you know a guy's fast, right? You, you can see it on film that he's fast. But you always think when you get there, like you're watching the film, you're like, oh, yeah, we can do this to him. We can do this. This will slow him down, and we're going to be okay. And you convince yourself as a coach, you know, and, and as players, we're going to be okay. And he goes, then you get on the field. He goes, that dude is the fastest on-field player I've ever seen. And the things that they do with him, not only – do they stretch you as a defense vertically up and down the football field, but they stretch you horizontally with all the jet sweeps and, uh, you know, the reverses and, and the bubble screens and all that. So he, to me, is the is the actuator that opens up everything else that they want to do as an offense. So all of a sudden, you hit them with a jet sweep, and it's a fake jet sweep. And what happens is the backside of the defense, Mike, doesn't constrict. So it has to hold to contend with the speed of the of the jet sweep. So then the running back hits it in the middle, cuts back to the jet sweep side, and nobody on the defensive side, from the safety on that side to the outside linebacker on that side to the defensive end, none of them have squeezed the play. None of them have constricted the running lanes. And so the cutback's an automatic four or five yards, and it really is because Tyreek Hill is so damn fast and you faked him on a jet sweep, and it's held the whole backside. And then all of a sudden you hand it to them, and, you know, you get them constricting, you get them worrying about getting gutted in the middle. Then you hand it to him, and he's off the outside edge, and he's an automatic 12 yards as soon as he turns the corner. Or, you know, you fake it to him, and then you throw a bubble screen, or you throw a screen the opposite side of where where he was on the jet sweep, and then all of a sudden you throw a bubble screen to the guy. Like, I mean, he's a freak show. And he absolutely opens up offense for – you know, Sammy Watkins and and, um, and the tight ends and, I mean, you know, Kelsey. And I'm telling you what, this guy is a huge difference maker in that offense, in that kind of east-west stretch that they use with all their motions and jet sweeps. I really look at the Kansas City Chiefs with the losses on defense and if Tyreek Hill is actually convicted or gets in trouble – for this latest disturbance, you know, and they're talking about child abuse and the allegations and everything else. Um, if they lose him and, it, and if, if he's convicted or if he gets, it's going to be at least a year suspension because he's got previous, you know, he's got a previous issue um, where he beat up and he pled guilty to beating up his, his girlfriend in college, his pregnant girlfriend in college, correct? Well, Isn't well, that the case? Right. So, so – He's gonna be he's gonna be gone, and if he's gone, I think it levels out the AFC West playing field. All right, and that makes all sense. But as you were talking about that, then something else flashed to mind. 
if Tyreek Hill is that much of a game changer, that much of a weapon, mm-hmm. how in the world do you can, can you can you excuse Andy Reid in the AFC Championship game for only having Tyreek Hill hit the had the had the ball one time? He had one touch mark. Yeah. One yeah. touch. Inexcusable, Mike. Yeah, that's inexcusable. I mean, right. I, if I'm a Chiefs fan, I am irate when I look back on that game that Tyreek Hill, after everything you just said, only had one touch in that game. That's that's unforgivable. Mike, I was as I was watching that game, I was like literally screaming at the TV set, like throw him a damn bubble screen, you know, throw him a damn swing pass off of a, a fake uh, reverse. Do something. Get the ball in his freaking hands. He had the one catch over the top. It was like 42 yards or something. Other than that, he was a non-factor, Mike. Like, I, I'm I'm 100% with you. There's a reason that Andy Reid has been criticized for game management situations and playoff football. And there it is right there. How in the world can you have a guy that, to me, like I said, is the actuator of your offense – and you only put it in his hands one time. You didn't run a fake reverse. You didn't run a reverse. You didn't run a jet sweep to him. You didn't run. Like it almost it almost got to the point where, oh gosh, I'm I'm playing and coaching against Bill Belichick. You know, Bill Belichick always gives us stuff we're not prepared for. You know, let's instead of doing what we've done all season and absolutely eviscerating teams, you know, let's trick them. Like let's let's play the Bill Belichick game with Bill Belichick and and you know I'm a I'm a believer to you know, dancing with the one that brung you you know I I just it's unbelievable that you could go down that road and um you know and and not put it in your most dynamic players' hands and and I you know my my gut I don't know what's gonna happen with this but if you know if the allegations are true. Tyreek Hills, to me, if the allegations are true, he's not going to play this year. Mm. And if he doesn't play, man, that that to me, this this is a Chiefs team already had one of the worst defenses in football. This is a Chiefs team that that you know they're still talented. Don't get me wrong with a quarterback tight end and Sammy Watkins, but you know they also they also lost. Um, gosh, they also lost Chris Conley. Wide receiver went to the Jaguars. They lost a tight end, Harris, who's a, you know, when they're blocking tight ends. Like, they've lost a lot. Yeah, but if Patrick Mahomes is the next big thing, the the mm-hmm. $200 million man in waiting, then if he's that kind of quarterback, isn't part of that job description to go out and make receivers better than they really are? You look around the NFL at the truly, truly elite quarterbacks and yeah, Tom Brady had Randy Moss for a while. Uh, Peyton Manning had Marvin Harrison, Reggie Wayne. Um, Aaron Rodgers had some really good receivers. But the but the the hallmark of all these great quarterbacks is mm-hmm. they make receivers better than they really are. So you're making it sound like Mahomes is dependent upon Tyreek Hill when really it should be the other way around. Well, understand this: that all players are not created equal. And I think Mahomes, like, I think he is, um, you know, a guy that elevates other people. Like, he's he's that talented that, uh, as, as Eric Mangini says, he's a force multiplier. But Tyreek Hill's just a different, he's, he's a different dude, man. 
like his speed, athleticism, his ability to run with the ball in his hands, like once he either after catch or after a handoff, he you know he has return like elite level return skills, like Devin Hester type of return skills in the open field. I mean, he's he's a different, he's just a different dude, a different cat. And those guys, the thing about it is, you so focused as a defense on on how you have to defend those type of players that it opens up everybody else. Now, you know, all of a sudden, you know, Sammy Watkins, you know, isn't quite the same player he is with Tyreek Hill in the game. Uh, you know, Travis Kelsey's still going to be very good, but there's a difference between running the seam versus a linebacker um, and then running the seam versus double coverage. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so th- those are the things that Tyreek Hill affords an offense um, that oftentimes don't don't show up on the stat sheet. And I I just think that this really, you know, offensively, this really kicks them down a notch because he is that unique a player. Hey, you pumped about Fitzmagic to the Dolphins? Good, yeah. Good fit there? Yeah. At least until they draft their quarterback of the future at 13. Well, yeah, that'll be an, that that's an interesting. I mean, it's that's an interesting place. You like I like Ryan's a like I would consider Ryan, you know, a friend. Um he's a guy that uh, you know that I I've talked to quite extensively. Um he can be brilliant, he can also, you know, be the opposite of brilliant. What's the opposite of brilliant? Um what would that be? You're the wordsmith. What would be the good? Oh, I don't know. I've had a, Without, I've, been, I've been I've having a rough time know, right now with I my know, words. I know, I know. But I'm I'm just like I don't want to be I don't want it to be mean. Like I don't want it to be like, opposite of brilliant, dull. Yeah. yeah. Moronic. Um yeah, he can be he's he's a brilliant, he's smart, he knows what to do, but he can make really dumb decisions. My my coach used to say this to me all the time when I was playing. He's like for a, for a smart guy, you sure are dumb. You know, whenever you make a mistake, you're like you're really smart, but how can you be that dumb? Um, yeah, and and you look at Ryan Fitzpatrick. You know, I mean, the Harvard grad. We always use that and everything else. But boy, you know, sometimes he's just absolutely brilliant with the decisions he makes and the way he throws the ball. And then sometimes he's just absolutely moronic with the decisions he makes and the way he throws the ball. So um, Miami's an interesting place. I've told you this before on this podcast. Probably one of the most dysfunctional places in football. Um, talking to players and talking to uh, you know players and coaches and people that have been around that organization, um, it it just is like the way it's constructed right now from the top down. Um, I think it's going to be really hard for anybody to win there, and so he certainly is a stopgap until they either draft their quarterback. Uh, where are they where are they drafting? They're 13. drafting like thirteen. They either draft their quarterback this year at thirteen, or you know they go about a, just a horrific season and draft you know, next year's crew or whatever, if they like Tua Tungavaloa or whoever it is. Uh, pick one. Boneheaded, dim-witted. Dim-witted. Dunderheaded. Dunderheaded is good. Knuckleheaded. Knuckleheaded? Mm-hmm. Or just knucklehead? Uh, knucklehead. Lame brain. Lame brain. Dim-witted. Dim-witted. I like dim-witted. Ah, yeah, but I don't want to call... No, it's the, yeah. you're not calling him dim No, you're but calling some of the decisions. Decisions are boneheaded. Boneheaded. Yeah. He can be brilliant on one play, boneheaded on another. So you think dim-witted is a little bit yeah, that's, more of an attack on the person? It's not fitting of a Harvard man. Well, I mean, have we checked in to how he got into Harvard? Good point. Oh. 
Good point. Do you know how many people Mike Trout could get into Harvard on the contract that he just got? Think about it. $430 million. Now, you know, even yeah, with, let me ask you, even with the taxes, even with the taxes in California. Oh, yeah. 430 yeah. 430 Okay, I got another question for you. Mm-hmm. Now that, you know, the, the whole Aunt Becky thing came up. Yes. Right? So... Here's my question. I to you. usually, I, I really have enjoyed her on Hallmark. By the way, that, that's going to come to an end. Yeah, that's coming to an end. But Aunt Becky, so so her kids officially, her two daughters officially dropped out of college. Can you really drop out of a college you didn't actually get into? Good point. You know, it's like saying, "Hey, you know, I realize that I work at uh, the grocery store down the street, but I'm retiring from the NFL." <laughs> wait, wait a minute. Oh, wait, oh, oh. You work. You you cut meat. You're you're a, a butcher. <laughs> you you're a butcher at the meat counter at the grocery store I shop at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I retired from the NFL. But you didn't play in the NFL. Doesn't yeah, matter. no, I know, I know. But the NFL dream, I just have. I lost my passion. I lost my desire. I have uh, officially retired from the NFL. I'm going to start officially retiring from and dropping out of things that I've never actually done. Right. Right. Hey, guys, I just want to announce my retirement from Major League Baseball. Yes. From this point, it just looks like I'm never going to get signed. <laughs> Look, and, um, my, my run as a Supreme Court justice was fantastic, but I think it's uh, time to, to put an well, end to that. Right. You know? like, if your kids didn't actually get into the school, and they actually never attend, like they don't go to class, they're, they're like you really can't drop out of something you're not really in. Right? Well, give credit to... Um, I'm dropping out of the astronomy club, Mike. <laughs> I just have, I feel strongly about it. So, Nolan Arenado, 260. Manny Machado, 300. Bryce Harper, 330. And Mike Trout, 430. And yet, there are really good Major League Baseball players who can't sniff, like, a, a one-year deal. Right. Is Dallas Keuchel still out? He Dallas was Keuchel's still award. out there. Greg Kimbrell is. <laughs> Craig Kimbrell's still out there. Like, a lot t- of good players still unsigned. How many? But but the cool thing is, is you're pretty much guaranteed. It's like it's like uh, like Tom Brady. You know, nine nine. They've been to nine Super Bowls in his 18 years of playing. He's really only played 17 years because he's hurt one year. So they've been to nine Super Bowls in his uh, in his 17 years. And by the way, they've been to 13 AFC championships in his 17 years. So. Uh, how many uh, how many world championships has uh, Mike Trout won in in Anaheim? Ah, uh, that'd be uh, how many times he been to the World Series? Uh, just one, right? God, I'm, I think it was just one. The one that was against uh, Bonds and the Giants, right? Was he in that one, or was a young Mike Trout in that? I, you know what? Now you got me wondering. Yeah, I don't like. I don't know. I mean, it just is. Like, the amount of – and it's all – like, now my jealousy as a former football player will come out because – No, Mike Trout's never won a playoff game. Right. Okay. I'm just – yeah, you you weren't thinking all the way back to the rally monkeys, were you? I think I was. Yeah, that's way back. Yeah, I'm sorry. That's like 2002. Yeah, you're right. My bad. Um. Well, time flies, you know. Yeah, time flies. Time yeah, flies just... when you're dreaming about vacation and getting your backs waxed. Well, you back know, waxed and... yeah, that's that's true. You know. Yeah. Well, I, I got it. In fact, I got to go now. What so. kind of music do they play when you're you're getting a back? Like you know, when you go get a massage, they've got the like the ding ding dong dong. You know, like that kind of uh, like that that zenny Zen, type yeah. music. Yeah. 
What type of music do they play when you're getting your back waxed? I would hope it's sort of zen-like. Well, you've um, been there. You've gotten your back a, waxed. It's, it's been a while, though. I'm not kidding. It's been probably over 20 years since I had my back waxed. So there's a certain amount of oh, apprehension. Oh, the growth must be. Do you have to go weedier before you go in? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that lawnmower's not going to get through that. I'm going to have to cut it down with a weed whacker first. <laughs> Lord have mercy. Yeah. Do you, like your kids, like your daughter. Or, Dad, I need to work on braiding hair. Can I see your back? <laughs> oh. oh, no. It's never gotten that nasty. No? No, but it can, right. get, it can get pretty bad. It can mm-hmm. get pretty bad. But no, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, um, I'm ready. I'm going to... Would you would you like me to send you a picture after w- it's all said I and done? I would. I would. <laughs> that would make my day. Yeah, like a baby's bottom. Yeah. Yeah. Just... just don't just, pay attention to them. There might be a little bit of a roll keep, back there on the keep back, the too. the pictures so just... from the waist up, though, please. <laughs> hey, hey, guys, I found the music for your... This yeah. is what it is. Oh, okay. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Say, yeah. Oh, Hello, Mr. Evans. Yeah, that's good. Anything, Light a candle. Uh, a little bit of incense. Mmm. Mm. I don't know about that. Mm. Go ahead Do they and take have off one your shirt. Do they have one of the little, the little breathing masks, you know, like people wear on the plane if they're sick or something when they're doing your back? In case some hair flies up. Or like goggles. Like, do they got a hazmat suit or something? No, no. It's not like no. They're, they're not burning it off or anything like that. So. Go ahead. Turn this up, Scott. Can't get enough wax on your back, babe. I'm a little bit nervous, though. Yeah. The only part of it that I'm a little is that is that so, is the sides, you know, like down by you know your Ooh. your little roll there on the side. Yeah, That's where yeah. the skin is really mm. sensitive, tender. tender, tender. So that one might be a little bit like. Oh, I, Do they I, get? They don't get like. No, you don't get into the armpit area. No, 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 no. You want to keep a healthy amount of pubes in your pits right <laughs> yes i want to yes. you don't want to be no, walking around no all, I, no no bare skin no i'm not no you know, i'm not looking to be uh you know an olympic swimmer or anything like that right. you know what i mean so yeah. i'm telling you what you're i'm, I'm, I'm really excited i think your body's gonna be hot <laughs> i think it's gonna be yes well that's what i'm, I'm going really for. excited yeah. for these yeah. pictures yeah yeah i don't know how your wife keeps her hands off oh you. man i'll tell you all those moms on the cruise <laughs> ship are gonna be like "Woo, look at that guy <laughs> look at the smooth supple back on that guy <laughs> supple. <laughs> supple. <laughs> oh sorry i get a little gassy <laughs> all right all right <laughs> I'll give you all the details uh, next oh, time we speak. Oh, I can't wait. I know you can. I cannot wait. <laughs> all right, for everybody involved in the podcast. Listeners, try to contain yourself. <laughs> yes. Until next time. Oh, gosh. Oh, by the way, you can find the Stick of Truth podcast on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, SoundCloud, ProBean. I never heard of Pro... No, Podbean, not ProBean. Podbean. And more. Just search the Stink of Truth. Follow us on Facebook. Go to Facebook.com slash Stink of Truth. For everybody involved in the Stink of Truth, Mark Schlereth. I am Mark Schlereth. Mike Evans. Scott the Huff. We thank you so much for listening. Spread the word. And we'll be back with you uh, later on in the week.